The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is The Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Movie Zone. Welcome back. Another week. Excited. Tickled pink to talk about movies with you. I'm Austin Horton. He's Adrian Lizer. We have got a great show scheduled we'll have the the fellas from uh utah film studio will be in studio with us matt uh, matt crandall and Mar- marshall moore go oh, i'm going all over the place it's a lot of m's there matt marshall moore crandall no matt crandall and marshall moore there's their yes. they're two separate people uh they'll be in studio to talk about what's going on the five-year anniversary of those studios and sundance is in town we've got uh oscar nominations to talk about but adrian how's your week been you doing all right Oh, my week is fabulous, Austin. And uh, I'm excited for the show today, and uh, the Jazz are doing well, and we're busy around here. And it's never a bad time in January to talk about other things than what's actually in the theater at all times, because January's dump month. January is movie dump month. Not a lot of of good options at the theater in, in January. And with that being said, we've invited our friends, our colleagues, our mentors... That's too far. <laughs> I, just, I, I want to take a moment to point out that you segued from January being dump month right. to us being on your radio <laughs> yeah, show. A, I just want to be clear about uh, no, that. Just in the uh, just the bad horror movies that they'll put out in the theaters. <laughs> you're not helping. Uh, you're, right, you're right. I messed that up. I messed that up. I meant it more in what's in the theaters. So. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, th- this is exciting. I but mean, this is Christian Anderson. That's a of pleasure. SLC culture. Pleasure. And Christy, I don't know that's your last okay. name. That's okay. My last name is Marcy. Marcy. Christy Marcy uh-huh. and Christian Anderson. Thanks for, uh, we always join you every week. Yeah, it's, yeah well, now you know, we, 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 we set the table. We set, you're like the Mariano Rivera for us. I mean, I know he's retired. Who's the, who's the current power closer in baseball? I don't even know. Oh, anymore. Go. Oh, I'm a baseball guy and I can't even answer I that. I know. Not yeah. an Indian. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's great to be on. And I think, was it two or three years ago that I was up at the studios in Park City with you guys doing the you live thing? So that was, yeah. that, you know, a couple years. I mean, uh, um, my my fourth or f- my fourth year with this show is coming up in a couple of weeks. Time flies. Wow. Uh, Christy's been on for two and a half or almost three. So. I think that's right. Um, our third, I mean, Millennial Alex is not here with us today, but you know, our third producer. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> I'm a millennial. I'll fit in in that, and it'll be just fun. and a Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hats off to you. Well, for our for our listeners, talk about SLC culture before sure. we kind of get into Sundance and things like that. Talk about what you guys do on your show. Sure, and. Uh, outside of our one-minute cameo. Sure. Well, the, the Movie Zone, uh, I know, airs a couple times throughout the week. Uh, so we anchor the 7 to 8 a.m. Sunday morning slot, and I always say that we're a show about the arts, culture, and social issues and happenings around the greater Salt Lake Metroplex, uh, Provo, Colville. Orem, Salt Lake, all the places that our, our receivers go. We've even done a remote from Colville once. That was a That's fun right. time. <laughs> on uh, Arts Education in Colville. Um, so, you no, know, sometimes we talk about films. Um, a lot of times when some of the festivals are coming into town, whether it's Tumbleweeds, uh, where they do kids, the Kids Film Festival, or Damn These Heels, the LGBT Film Festival, Sundance obviously being the big one. Uh, we talk about contemporary art. We talk about music. Um, Christy uh, continues to be a music critic, but was the uh, managing editor of Salt Lake Magazine and did a lot of music criticism for years. So anytime we talk about live music and stuff, that's Christie's Bailiwick. Generally, culture. 
performing yeah. arts, culture in Salt Lake. But sometimes we tackle whether it's the inland port and air quality, uh, how to spot human and sex trafficking and stop it. So, you know, that, we was, go, that was a cheerful show. We actually. go, we go all over the place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good things for your uh, pre-church crowd from seven to eight in the morning on Sundays. <laughs> that, all, that fits in really well. Yeah. 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 But, uh, That's kind of what we do on the movie zone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, there, I'm sure there are films that, that tackle every one of those topics. And, you know, I know that it's a, a repeat of the movie zone that comes uh right in back of us so I always say there's a two hour culture block on Sundays 7, 8 us and then 8, 9 your voice again so you know actually last week we it kind of would have fitted we had um, the executive producer of Just Mercy along with uh, the new film and uh, mm-hmm. um, Carrie Myers Carrie Mar- Myers who spent 27 years in prison in Louisiana for a crime he did not commit and uh, kind of their work in that so we, we we've tackled some things but not, not like you guys. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's not I, a competition. Not a competition. It's not a competition. And, but we're losing. <laughs> and I love going to films at the Larry H. Miller Megaplex. Uh, you know, I went and saw Star Wars. I went and saw Marvel. A lot of those uh, films I love to go see. Uh, I think it's great that we also have a city that has, you know, the Utah Film Center, which shows free documentaries around town. The Salt Lake Film Society, where if you want to go see your JoJo Rabbit or some of your more indie th- stuff, I mean, Utah is really an epicenter for film uh, globally. We can thank the Sundance brand for that. And all of our Sundance colleagues are going to start flying in. Um, the stars and stuff will start coming in on Wednesday night. The big um, fundraiser gala is this upcoming Thursday evening at the Eccles Theater in Park City, not to be confused with the Eccles Theater in, in Salt Lake. But we once did a whole show a couple years ago with our friend Stuart, who is a celebrity photo bomber and selfie maven, and how to get a selfie taken. So if if you could have a selfie taken with one movie star, I know you're Idris Elba. Christy's Idris Obviously, Elba. Obviously, who Stuart got two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So so I know who you are. What about is you it, guys? Is, but is, it, is it his accent, or is it... His acting, or is it just and the whole package? Everything. Yeah. yeah, he's my guy. He's my guy too. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Okay, change the subject. <laughs> All right. So, you gentlemen, what what is your celebrity self like? If you could, if you could get a, a selfie with a celebrity in the movie in the movie zone. Uh, as so this is different than who's your crush, unless you're Christy, which I yeah, I don't see a difference in the question, but there, I mean, there's room for nuance. So if you feel that way, because but even if it were that, because that I fluctuate with that. All, all the time. Like, like, like I've always like, liked Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. I've always liked Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. I've always uh, liked uh, Jennifer Lawrence. But right now, I'm really, really enjoying Scarlett Johansson, which Adrian will tell you I'm evolving. Because when we started the movie zone, I couldn't stand her. Wait, are, is this like Lost in Translation, Scarlett Johansson, or is this Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, it's, or is this Jojo Rabbit, Scarlett it's Johansson? Jo- it's it's Jojo Rabbit. It's Marriage Story. Okay. It's uh, those type of roles. I'm not into the comic book type of thing, okay. but so right now she is the highest paid actress in the world. Really? Uh-huh. And uh, getting a selfie with her, that would be kind of a big deal. So is she within 70% of what her male colleagues make? Or I don't believe no, that. Oh, man. Certainly let's, not. let's not go crazy not here. Let's not get carried away. What, mm. what, what are we? Normal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we believe in equality suddenly? Oh, no, that's ridiculous. But yeah. Adrian, what's your what's your selfie? Uh, maybe like, uh, I would love to take a selfie with The Rock just because he seems like a genuine dude. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The, Dwayne Rock, the Rock Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Maybe like, but I like uh, Brie Larson or mm-hmm. Alicia Vikander. I'm, she's, I'm a fan of hers. I... Because I watched um, Ex Machina because it's on Netflix and that movie's fantastic. Do yours and then I have a selfie story I want to tell. Okay, I, you know, 
There's just did some... you take a selfie with Paul Newman? No. I did not take no. a selfie. This was pre-selfie, too. I mean, there's no such thing as... What, you hold a Polaroid and then yeah. you fumble in it? Like, no one's got that dexterity. I don't know. There's just something classic about, like, Danny DeVito. Mm. So you just da- want to so look tall. I want to. Yeah, well, maybe I just have a crush on <laughs> him. Who knows? I would, have to, I would you know? have to sit on the ground to take a selfie. Yeah. Uh huh. There's a person that's just funny forever. Yeah. So, um, right. Once upon a time, in a former lifetime, I used to attend the White House Correspondents' Dinner every year, and I had this friend who had become recently engaged to a man from Turkey, uh, who showed up at the White House Correspondents' Dinner and like his rented tuxedo and. This was before the White House wedding, like party crushers and all of that stuff, and it was kind of just a free-for-all. If you wore the right clothes, you could go to any of the pre-parties. And so we said, Attila, who are you most interested to get a picture with or to meet at the White House Correspondents' Dinner? And he said, George Clooney, because anyone can meet the President of the United States. And I thought, like, his logic was wrong, right? But George W. Bush was president, and so we weren't going to hunt him down. And so... Um, so I made it my point at this pre-party to find George Clooney so that Attila could get his picture taken with him. And so finally we found him like in the Time Life tent, just like sitting in a chair. And uh, if you introduce yourself to George Clooney, he does this incredibly charming thing where he says, hi, I'm George. <laughs> and like, it's just like they should just carry a fainting couch around <laughs> so that when he does that. So, so I have always been anti-pictures with celebrities, but we got the picture of Attila with George Clooney and George Clooney was super charming um but the best part of the story is that attila then sent it to his parents in turkey and his dad is like the sheriff or the mayor or something in this village in turkey that he's from and he tells everybody that it was taken at lisa and attila's wedding and so there's a village somewhere in turkey that believes that if you move to america george clooney will come to your wedding yeah that's amazing i know that's that is why you tune into (laughs) i do always say it is a a weekly meandering Meandering. conversation that is true I feel like my next wedding will never live up to that. No. It's impossible. No. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, I always say Jake Scott could be a poor man's George Clooney. Wow. I don't, I don't know. like a very poor man. Like mm-hmm. a like. destitute <laughs> prison, debtor's prison, uh, 99 years having been there. One breath left. Good, good enough for a small village in northern Minnesota. Yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, sure. In Lake Wobegon, there's not a lot going on. That can work. Vision impairment. <laughs> Virginia, Minnesota. You know, in yeah. land of the Loon Festival. You're uh, from you're from Edina, right? Is that right? Or am no, I making I'm that from up? the Twin Cities? Well, right, but what part of the Twin Cities? Vadnais Heights. Oh, Vadnais Heights. Yeah. Okay. My oh, father. Course. My father's from uh, Duluth, though. Oh, Duluth. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so Iron Range. One of the uh, most miserable places to visit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> They, they we call went it the, in the winter. It was horrible. The San Francisco of the North. It's built yes, on, it's built they call on. it that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco has sent the many cease and desist. But hey, okay. uh, while we have you guys here, we do need to talk about Sundance. Sure. It, it has such an impact on Salt Lake City, Utah, the culture, obviously, and that fits right into mm-hmm. your wheelhouse. And you're both artsy types. Mm-hmm. We have to somehow say the least. managed to make that some sort of a career. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how. But yeah, we've, we've, we've accomplished sorry. that. What are, have you looked at the lineups and, and what's standing out to you? What are you most excited to see? What's something that you're surprised by? What is your t- 
to-do list while Sundance is in town? Sure. Well, I mean, Sundance, I mean, to your point, uh, it contributes, um, you know, several hundred million dollars to our economy when you start thinking about hotels, all of the things that are here. I mean, it is a tremendous economic and creative driver to this state. And we are very lucky that Mr. Redford came and sort of fell in love with this place as opposed to like uh, Baton Rouge. Like, what if Sundance was in Baton Rouge? Nothing against Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm sure it's fine, but it would be a different experience. Um, and it runs from the 23rd to the 2nd of February, so it's a little bit later this year. Uh, and I think there's about 200 films that they show for if you haven't been. Every film that they show up in Park City, they also show down in Salt Lake. So for locals, a lot of times I advise going and seeing these things in Salt Lake. You know, they show it at the Salt Lake Community College, uh, the Tower, Broadway. Um, where am I? Where else in the past, I? they've done Rose Wagner. Rose Wagner, oh, yep. yeah. Um, and the library is is a venue. And I think um, if you're not interested in getting the celebrity selfies, the experience down in Salt Lake, I think, is a much easier one if you're a cinephile. Um, that being said, I tend to lean more towards uh, either Otter stuff or the documentaries. Um, I, you know, as soon as I saw that Vigo Mortensen was putting something in, I'm like, this is going to be strange. So I don't know what falling is going to be like. But I just had his name attached to it. I'm like, oh, that Vigo, he does weird <laughs> things, Aragorn. Um, you know, I think that there's some local um, film producers and directors. Uh, you know, Geraldine Dreyfus, who had Born into Brothels, which won an Academy Award for for producing, if memory serves correctly. That's going to have some works in the um, in the festival. Um, and I also think I also encourage people to realize that it's not just going and seeing films, but a lot of times there's going to be a director Q&A so you can really learn about the production style. So there's a lot more of an educational and holistic experience component to it than if you were just going to see something uh, at the Larry H. Miller Megaplex, although you should go to the Larry H. Miller Megaplex. We love the we love the Miller group. Absolutely. Bless the Miller group. <laughs> uh, some of the Sundance movies will be at uh, Larry H. Miller yeah, Megaplex. No, eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They roll them over there, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, what about you, Christy? Well, so I spent a lot of years covering Sundance, but actually um, rarely went to movies. And the thing that I like about Sundance is um, I spent a lot of time at the Music Cafe in Park City, which is always interesting. They bring in a lot of people um, who you wouldn't ordinarily see in such a small venue. Like a couple years ago, Sting played the music cafe. Ooh. Yeah, it's a it's a little tricky to get in. You have to have credentials, so you either have to buy them or be um, given them through your employer. Um, I looked at the list for this year, and there's not as many like big names as before. But um, but there are some people like the Matt Berenger from the National and Aaron Lee Tasjan and Coulter Wall and ZZ Ward um, are the ones that kind of stood up to me. I also um, a couple years ago, there was that, um, oh, what was it called? There was a documentary that premiered at Sundance about um, a record player. It was called American, I can't remember. PBS picked it up and played it, but I can't remember what it was. About but a record About a record player, like in an old record player that someone had found. And I cannot, I wish I could remember the details. What I can tell you that I remember about it is that that meant that uh, the Avett brothers came to town uh, to promote it and um, ended up playing Park City Live. Wow. And 
that was one of the most special concerts I've ever been to. And so I think the cultural stuff that happened in Park City and Salt Lake because of the film festival, separate from the films themselves, are why I look forward to Sundance every year. Yeah, I know the one that is definitely on my calendar is called Truffle Hunters, and I will let you know that it is about people who hunt truffles, and because I do love a good fancy pasta and oh, a tasty cheese. I wish cheese. that our listeners could see the way you're moving your it's arms right, right now. It's really, yeah. oh, wow. Uh, all about finding tasty truffles. <laughs> that I can then go eat. And in fact, I might actually just go to Caputo's after this and get me some get sort some of truffle thing. Okay. Not, bad, not a bad idea at all. All right. Well, we're going to take a break here on the Movie Zone. We encourage you guys to make sure you check out the rest of SLC Culture, what they have going on mm-hmm. every every Sunday morning at 7 mm-hmm. with Christy and Christian. Mm-hmm. Christy gets first billing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. As she should. Yeah. Thank you. Christy they pay Marcy, me 70% Anderson. of what uh, he makes of nothing, so... <laughs> That's, that's practically equitable. By my math. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need to do this again more often. In fact, yeah, sure. that'd be great. Yeah. So, and uh, vice versa. So we'll be back here on the Movie Zone with uh, Utah Film Studios and more Sundance and Oscars news right here on The Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back here on the Movie Zone. Austin Horton, Adrian Leiser with you. And as we discussed, we're here with the Utah Film Studios gurus, Matt Crandall. Yes, sir. And Marshall Moore. Hey, Austin. They've both Adrian. been on our show before. Welcome back, guys. Thank Glad you. Glad to have you. Thanks. First Thank time you. having Matt in studio, though. That's true. Because, Matt, we've, only, we've spoken to you. In studio is pretty cool. But we've spoken to you at even cooler places, like the set of Yellowstone. That is true, yes. And at the premiere of Yellowstone up at the library in Park City. So, th- welcome to the studios. Great. Thank you. We're very happy to be here. Uh, first things first, uh, I do want to, we want to talk about, it's, it's five years of Utah Film Studio enjoy, enjoying success up there in Park City. We'll celebrate that and talk about it. But last time we had Marshall on the show, the studio was testing the market for a potential sale. What's the update with that one? Yeah, so with the film industry, the best case scenario is a, is a one-year lease. And being commercial real estate developers that we are, um, we're used to generally a 10-year lease. And we had uh, news that Yellowstone is going to run for quite a few more seasons. So we thought that we'd just test the market and see if there was anybody that uh, wanted the property more than we do. Uh, We got some really great offers, but we ultimately decided to hold on to the property and would rather develop it ourselves out like we had originally intended and and feel that there's a whole lot of value there. What is that? It's crazy. Five years already to be at this point. And I mean, we're grateful for our relationship that we have with you guys. And I, I remember when you invited us up the first time, but what has it meant over now? It's been five years. Can you believe it's here already? And what has this whole process meant to you guys? It just uh, goes by so quick. Um, the film studio has been such a great platform. We've had, um, two TV series that are from huge networks such as ABC's Blood and Oil and um, we've had three seasons hopefully going on to our fourth season of uh, Yellowstone starring Kevin Costner to uh, accomplish that in our first five years is uh, nothing less than incredible to be honest and um, and in the times when we've had uh, a little bit of downtime we've been able to use it for um, 
event spaces for music videos such as Imagine Dragons. I believe they shot their Believer mm-hmm. yeah, music video yeah. there. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've also used it for, for causes such as the Pete's House, which is a uh, battered woman shelter. And we were able to raise over a million dollars in one night to uh, build their facility. So we've been able to use it as a platform not only for film, but also just to, to benefit the community at large. Marshall, you've been involved in the industry for, what, 76 years now? Is that, is that what we're looking at? You're a legend. I'm in the reverse you're, now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm teasing you because you're my friend. But you, are a, you don't like to hear this, but you're a legend in the industry, especially locally. When you first started up here with the, the Crandalls and Utah Film Studios, did you anticipate it getting to where it is now, just how big it has become in such a, a drawing point for Hollywood and beyond? Well, I knew we needed a studio here. When I was uh, director of the film commission, it's one thing we always lacked. When we would go into meetings in Los Angeles with uh, production executives at either the networks or, or, or at, the, at the studios, they would always ask that question. You know, you have the incentive program, you have the crew, you have the locations, but do you have a studio? What the studio does is it allows us to hold on to productions for longer periods of time. And I, I knew that once we had that, we'd have the complete package here in Utah. We'd have the incentives, we'd have the crew, we'd have the infrastructure and, and, a, and, and a studio to provide that long-term home, home base of operations for, for some productions that really, really needed it. Some can come and go rather quickly, and some want to, you know, put their feet down and, and stay a while. And that's what the studio's been able to do. But I think the, the thing that was really, um, the, the question was, where should this studio be built? And I, I was approached numerous times by many different people saying, oh, we want to build a studio here or there in Salt Lake City. And I was like, great, just do it. Well, finally, one <laughs> was actually built, and that was the, the the Utah Film Studios, and that's what we had to support. It was the one that we had, and it was near, you know, it was in Park City in a resort town. Um, we could partner with the Sundance Film Festival rather easily because they needed the space. And then the locations that were nearby, you know, that are you can't get anywhere else, really. Something else that's really great about our location is uh, the way that the film incentive is structured is that um, there are various ways that you can reach, you can achieve a certain level of incentive back on the dollar spent. And by being in Park City, it's considered rural Utah. So mm-hmm. being, in, being in, in that location, they're able to shoot all these locations um, up in the Uintas or down on Main Street in Heber, and, and it really benefits all the Wasatch back areas. So they're able to take advantage of that additional 5% in the uh, in the incentive. Well, I, I will say it's one of the, I mean, people probably have driven by it, but it's one of the coolest places we've been just to, I mean, we walked around the set of, of Yellowstone. Um, Austin almost fainted <laughs> when uh, Director Sheridan walked by when Taylor, Taylor, Sheridan. When Taylor Sheridan walked by, but it's such a cool building, and it's amazing what you guys can do with such a large space. Well, so well, it's kind of one of the wonders of the Utah film world. You got that beautiful yeah. Jerusalem set, uh, and uh, you know Book of Mormon set now down in Goshen that the yeah. LDS Church built, which is phenomenal. But then you have this this full you know purpose built motion picture and television studio right in Park Park City, which mm-hmm. is doesn't seem like it would make sense. But it really does make sense. I mean, you can't attract anything here unless you have something to attract it with. And that's what the studio has done. There was a certain amount of risk. Look, this is probably the largest capital, single piece of capital investment ever made for Utah Film is the Utah Film Studios. There have been some that have been around for years and years and building capital, but this was a one-time deal to build this this facility and then take the risk that somebody would actually come and use it. And uh, you guys mentioned, you both mentioned it, so for both of you, uh, we've been talking about incentives. It's a, it's a 
it's a topic that is always talked about for especially with the film industry here in utah and uh any any sort of updates on that or how are incentives attracting um big pictures and productions and things to to your studios and to utah in general the uh, incentive program that Utah has is uh, conservative, but it's but it actually is really great. Mm. Um, a lot of per- people like to work with it, and um, it's able to provide the uh, the uh, rebates that productions need. The only issue is the amount that we have. Uh, currently, we have just a little bit over six million dollars, and uh, really, that's that's just not cutting it. Uh, unfortunately. Utah is turning away tons of business. Um, on average, over the past five years, Utah has turned away about $90 million of business. 90? Um, nine zero? 90, not 90 on million average per year. Per year. And to, to give you an example, some of the shows that wanted to come here and shoot that ended up filming elsewhere were ones like AMC's Fear the Walking Dead, uh, Longmire, Wind Calls the Heart, uh, Leverage and Outpost, just to name a few. So, uh, you know, these are really great tools for us to, to advertise the state. And it's, uh, it, it's something that we don't want to say that Utah's closed for business. We want to be able to take everybody that um, wants to uh, show off what, what we as a state have to offer. And, and Marshall, like you were mentioning, uh, along those lines of what Matt was just saying, you said that the Utah Film Studios is the single greatest uh, investment that, that has been made into the I industry. I can't think of another one. <laughs> and with it here, and with drawing uh, such shows as uh, Yellowstone, hit hit productions like that, why is this incentive, why is it so slow to grow? Why is it so conservative as it is? And how do, we, how do we change it, I guess, is my real question. Well, we have to change the, the narrative. I mean, the, the, the product is there. People know movies are being made in Utah, and they know TV series are being made in Utah. But what what is the benefit to the state? And that's the ongoing question. What is the new state tax revenue being generated by this? Um, and But the original concept of the film incentive is really interesting if you read in in between the lines of legislation it says it's the purpose is to showcase the state and it's doing that really well and the other thing is is to create basically create economic activity and jobs and it does that too thousands of jobs each year yellowstone alone employs 250 people a year that's just one production and there were dozens of productions in the state last year so uh why there has not been a response since 2011 to truly increase the ongoing amount that's that's what we're still working on and 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 leadership in the legislature starting to come around and recognize it's been a long time since we've made any advancement in the uh, amount available as matt said to productions because we run out of money you do a high school musical you do a yellowstone you do a few independent films and then your doors are kind of shut until you go back to that fiscal year july 1st again we want it to be year round and that way we can expand and that and uh, and these students that are being educated in our film programs don't have to go out of state to work they can stay right here yeah, matt in field of dreams kevin costner the kevin costner film and he's in yellowstone the the, the message is, is repeated if you build it he will come exactly you guys have built it now you want the people to to come and work here but the state's got to step up and do their part too how do you how do you convince them that this is good money to kick in and it will be a good return of on investment exactly well i, I want to share a story um when we first got involved in the film studio i was talking to my dad and anybody who knows me knows that i'm a uh, conservative guy uh fiscally 
And so I said to my dad, I'm, I said, why, is, why do we want to invest in a business that relies so heavily on incentives? Doesn't that kind of go against our principles of who we are? And uh, he said, well, if you look at the numbers, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of businesses receive incentives. It's not just the film industry. Pretty much any, any large business will be receiving incentives, and the majority of the Silicon Slopes wouldn't be here without those. Um, we just got a new number back from the Chem Gardner Institute, which is pretty exciting, and it states that for every dollar spent in Utah, um, for every incentive dollar spent in Utah, there's a return of $14 of economic growth. Wow. I mean, I would love to find an uh, a, uh, investment where I can get $14 in every dollar that I spend. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, to me, that just that just states that that this is a program that that not only works but it's working fantastically. That- and and that's what we have to do: move those kind of numbers forward so they can see clearly on paper that it makes sense, as well as the 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 general attitude that movies are great for the state. Everybody wants to see the data. Well, yeah, and I, I, the film industry is it continues to grow. So I feel like there has to be eventually there has to be kind of like a at least a natural hey we need to expand with the expansion of this industry. Yeah, you may say oh it's bigger than it's ever been it is, but it will continue to grow. So eventually like this needs to be done in my opinion because there's money to be made and like you said we don't want any we don't want to close Utah for business. And I maintain that Utah is one of the best places to film anywhere in the country. Because you can get a big, you can get a city that you can say is really any city. You can film in a big city. You can go down to the desert and film a desert scene, or go up to the mountains and do a ski scene in the same three days. So this this is something that we have been on this show at least for like, let's get this thing going a little bit. Well, the logistics make sense in Utah, mm-hmm. but also the marketing opportunities yeah. uh, have been tremendous through the hundred years that movies have been being made in Utah, close to that, with over a thousand movies uh, being shot here that live in perpetuity forever. I mean, some aren't as good as others to represent the state, but there are many that do, and uh, and that's kind of the purpose of the, this whole program. But really, it is about creating jobs. I mean, you have to look at it as show business. Yeah. It is show business. I mean, sure, movies are nice. We enjoy them. They're entertainment. And we really appreciate what you're doing on this show to perpetuate uh, the the need to have film taking place in Utah, not just watching it on the big screen, actually being made here. Yeah. If I could just add to what Marshall said, um, something really interesting is... uh, Film tourism is a, is a huge part of our economic impact, and uh, we recently did a survey and found out that about 30% of people who have come to the state do so because they were influenced by a film that they saw. Really? 30%? So, yeah, wow. it's amazing. So if you think about all those dollars that are going into tourism, 30% of those people were greatly influenced because of film. So we feel that, that that's something else that we'd like to, you know share that message as well yeah advertise sorry that's big business getting people to go to sets and locations and stuff like well other states the same way i will i love to go by places that i've seen in a movie and i'm like oh that's in that film you know well Um, i mean just just the sandlot yeah the fact that we did the sandlot event on the sandlot was filmed you can't do that anywhere else right but right here in utah you can show the movie in parks and parking lots and that kind of thing yeah but where else can you do it where it was actually filmed people like that connection to, to something and and other states have like tours set up where formal tours where they go and visit film locations we could almost do that here now there's a brochure called filmed in utah that allows you to visit all the famous film locations uh, in the state this just needs to be broadened a little bit and what people may not realize is marshall probably 
helped locate almost all of those locations during his career. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt, you guys got a lot of property up there at Utah Film Studios. The, the studios themselves are expansive and huge, and uh, you can do so many different things with the studios, but there's still a lot of land around up there. What are your plans there? Yeah, that's true. We have about 30 acres up there that is all entitled and um, ready to be built. Uh, as I said earlier, we have about three additional studios that we have the opportunity to build, but it doesn't make sense for us to build those until we increase that incentive because currently we're capped out at all the business we can handle in between High School Musical and Yellowstone. Um, in addition to that, we have a hotel we and, the, and also uh, event space and um, commercial space as well. So it can be a really cool campus up there. Uh, it's just, you know, we need to have certain things happen for us to be able to do that. Well, uh, it's been five years. It's gone by really, really quickly. But I don't think we're even a fifth of the way through, are we? This is... We're, we're looking at 100 years from now going, hey, remember, wasn't there a show called The Movie Zone that had uh, old Matty Crandall and, and Marshall Moore from the original Utah Film Studio? That's the goal here, right? We want this to grow and get even bigger than it is. What, where do you see this being in 20 years from now? You know, we've been approached by um, Southern Utah University to build studios. We uh, we have so much that, 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 as a state, we can offer. You know, we would love to see this industry just, just grow. The, uh, the economic impact is fantastic, and the jobs that people get are uh, statistically much higher paying than, on, than the average job in Utah. So this is really a scenario where as the tides rise, so do all the boats in the harbor. And we feel that, um, especially in rural Utah, that, that they could see those benefits. Mm. Well, thank you guys. We, we appreciate the relationship we have with you. To, to just ride the coattails of Utah Film Studio is a treasure that the Movie Zone really appreciates, but also to help uh, uh, give you guys a, a platform that you may not have otherwise. This is your show. We'll do whatever you Thank need you. us to do because <laughs> we believe in these numbers you've shared with us, that the incentive, this is good for the uh, continued health and growth of the state of Utah. Money makes all decisions, right? So why not well, get look, more money in Utah? Filmmakers have choices. They can go anywhere they want. They don't need to be pigeonholed to one place or another. They're going to go where the best deal is, the best business deal that makes sense. And the locations play into that. But that's that's a big part of how they choose where to end up and spend their money. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being here. Good thank you. you We're so happy to be here. We'll, uh, we'll have, to, have to get back up there soon. Yes. Check out Yellowstone is here to stay for a long, long time, which is good news. Yeah. We're excited about that. And High School Musical. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. That's what I saw the other day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, he's Matt Crandall and Marshall Moore of Utah Film Studios. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank, thank you. you. We'll be right back here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment of the Movie Zone this week. What a productive show we've had so far, Adrian. Lots of people talking about lots of things. Lots of people who are much higher up than us. Know a lot more connected, wealthy, uh, or, or uh, well-known people. We're who just can... a couple of guys with a mustache, you know. Yeah, one, between us, yeah, one mustache yeah. between us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this stupid mustache. <laughs> I really do. Look, you know, I was telling you off air the other day. You asked me how it looks. I said, first of all, everyone gives me uh, crap for my hair every day, so I would never make fun of you for a mustache. Thanks. Ex anyone over the age of fifty gives me crap about my hair. I look like Dr. Phil. 
let's be real here. If you grow out the side of your hair, yeah, you would. I, I, it's just what I. I gotta be honest though. It, look like. it looks a lot better than it did when right, you first the, did it because it's grown in a little bit. Yeah, and, and the shock factor yeah. I think is gone now. But I mean, but. I it didn't really shock me because you did tell me it was coming. I don't know if you told anyone else, but you said I don't think I did. Yeah, you said, "Hey, I have to shave this thing for uh, for Nathan Detroit." Mm-hmm. But it looks better now. It's like filled in more because you haven't shaved it like you would your beard. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Usually I do. I trim yeah. it once a week yeah. when I've got the beard going. But anyway, that's enough. This this radio this, station. You gotta listen to the director, and the director said, "Do it." Yeah. And here you are. The radio station has talked about my facial hair way too much at this point. But it is still every time I see somebody, I get one of two one of two questions. <laughs> I've heard this. Yeah. Actually, I get one question or one comment. The question is always, "Did you lose a bet?" Yep. The comment is, "Hey, that looks good." Yeah. And I don't know if they're telling the truth. or I not. I think it looks fine. Fine. Thank you. Well, it was a productive day. Marshall yes. Moore and Matt Crandall of Utah Film Studios, and of course our friends from uh, SLC Culture, Christian and Christy. Easy to remember their names because they sound a lot the same. Yes. Christian and Christian. Christian, a Minnesotan boy, just like myself. So. Indeed. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up this week's show, uh, talk about the Oscar nominations for the, the, the bigger awards, the ones that people will be a buzz about at, at the water cooler. Yeah. And uh, the, the should we start with? And maybe some snubs, Austin, and if we believe sure. they are snubs. So who got snubbed? Um, you know, like uh, there's been a lot of talk of the Adam Sandler snub for, and Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made The Cobbler, so he doesn't deserve an Oscar no matter what he does. I found it interesting that Aquafina didn't get a nomination, even though she just won the Golden Globe right, she for had Best won, yeah. Actress mm-hmm. for a movie that I have not... Uh, I think it's called The Farewell. Super fascinating story. I listened to a podcast about it, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't seen the movie. But it's basically in their in the culture, the doctors don't tell um, uh, the family members if they're sick or not. It's on the family to do that. Wow. And so the whole movie is about the they just choose not to tell their grandmother that she's ill. Wow. And uh, it's a powerful story. And uh, I never I got didn't get to see it, but well. Let's do it this way. Let's go over the categories. Okay, and sorry about that. I didn't mean to get us derailed. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's, uh, so let's start there. Supporting actress. Yeah. Aquafina was snubbed, is what is what we're feeling, because she won it for the mm. Golden Globes. Yeah. She's not even nominated. Yeah. Uh, so support, let's see, actress in a supporting role, I guess, is the Yeah, you got Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, and Margot Robbie. Uh, I think Kathy Bates could win it. You think so? I think Margot Robbie could win it. You saw Richard Jewell. How was Kathy Bates in that film? Incredible. Yeah. Uh, and did you say Scarlett Johansson yep. was on her? In Marriage Story. If I oh, no, could, she's in there for Jojo Rabbit. My apologies. She's in for. She's also here for Marriage Story. Yeah. Because Marriage Story. But yes. Jojo Rabbit is her supporting yes, correct. nomination. If I could venture a guess, I would say that uh, Margot Robbie wins this Goes one. off with that one. So we'll go. She's there. great. What about supporting actor? Uh, actor in a supporting role. You know which one was uh, surprising to me, Austin. On this one was the um, Tom Hanks is in this one for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> okay, even though he's the main character in that movie, they are considering the journalist as. But it's also because it's based on the journalist book. Yeah. So this is the stacked category. You got okay. Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Who, Who's not one of those was uh, I haven't seen the two popes, but I hear uh-huh. Hopkins is amazing. Saw the other ones, and uh, anyone could go off and win this movie. 
Or this one. What year is it that (laughs) Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt are all in for supporting role? Right. (laughs) It's unbelievable. So true. The gluttony of riches. So true. That's that's a stacked category. Take a guess. I'm going to go with Brad Pitt. I think that's where it's going. He was awesome. He just he did win the Golden Globe. Not that that's an indicator, obviously. But but it is interesting, like you yeah. pointed out, that they made sure that Hank's got a nomination here. Yeah. So perhaps that's because they want him to win it. We'll see. Uh, so from supporting roles to, to main roles, Best Actress. Who are the nominees for Best Actress in a feature film? You've got Cynthia Erivo and Harriet, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, Cersei Ronan in Little Women, Charlize Theron in Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy. Kind of the under under um, the dark horse might be Renee Zellweger. Yeah, in fact, there's been so much love given to her performance in that in that film. I would take an educated gamble that she wins it mm. because the Academy likes to do things a little weird, and not that she wouldn't deserve it. But you've got Charlize Theron yeah. in Bombshell, who just by the look of it, you think it's Megyn Kelly. I'm sure that's why I honestly it, feel like she might win because yeah. uh, she looked like uh, it is so. I don't know how they did it. Well, they'll no. win for makeup. Yeah, they have to. It. They have, have to. to. Uh, and then Cynthia Revo and Harriet is getting a lot of buzz too, but yeah. I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. But ScarJo, Shursa. They could win it as well, yeah. but I think because of the subject matter and the way that she transformed, yeah. Judy would probably be the winner. Or Renee Zellweger, I think, might be the winner. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great. I think that's a great group of actors or actresses or actors. I'm sure. And uh, for leading actor, you've got Antonio Banderas, Leo, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price. Okay. I think this has got to go to Joaquin Phoenix. It has to. It has to. No, no disrespect to the other four. They did fine jobs. But Joaquin Phoenix, or the yeah, the other Joaquin Phoenix out of these five, it, 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 you forget that it's Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's in, it is maybe the single greatest performance ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever. But the way that he, and I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah, that's what you said. You said it's so good. It's a one timer. Yep. Best original song. The nominees. Uh, are I can't let you throw yourself away. Toy Story. Randy Newman. Uh, you've got I'm gonna leave, uh, love me again from Rocket Man. Standing with you from Breakthrough into the Unknown. Frozen Two and Stand Up from Harriet. Will you be I hope shocked goes, if it's not Frozen Two? Will I be shocked? No. Okay. So you think it could be any of those? I think because I'll be shocked if it's not Frozen Two. I think it could be Frozen Two. Uh, I kind of go. I hope it goes to Randy Newman. Has he? He's won before, hasn't yeah, he? But I, I love the fact that he keeps doing music for Frozen or for Toy, Toy Story. Story yeah. and All right, uh, animated feature film. Frozen Two got snubbed. I would call that a snub, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World or H T T Y D T H W. Yes, that one. I lost my body. Never heard of it. Claws, which is a Netflix, and it is really, really good. So good. I loved that movie. Missing Link which I hear is hilarious, and it's claymation. So it, it's a labor of love to make a film like that. And then Toy Story 4. Missing Link won the Golden Globe. 
I think this might go to uh, uh, I Lost My Body because I've never heard of it. Uh, I kind of hope it goes to Klaus because I thought... Klaus, yeah. Yeah, sorry. But a couple years ago, I remember when I said the Netflix movie The Little Prince yeah. should be the Oscar winner. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. Uh, and it was by far the best animated movie that year. Uh, I think it might go to Toy Story 4. Okay. So. And finally, Best Picture. Here is where I feel there is a ridiculous snub. But here we go. Ford vs. Ferrari, mm-hmm. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Parasite, 1917, which got in there at the buzzer. Yeah, literally. No Richard Jewell, which I think is an absolute crying, crying out loud shame that Richard Jewell's not in here. Little Women, all due respect to the uh, amazing performances, and, and it's a great movie. It's been done 76 different times. It can't win Best Picture. It's been done. Mm-hmm. Give me any of them but Little Women to win this, and I could see an argument for it. I do wish Richard Jewell was an option, though. Uh, I think it's going to go to, in my opinion, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but hmm. so many people are split on that, so who knows? I don't think there's a bad one here, but I'm kind of with you on Little Women. I didn't see it, but because of the fact that it's... I've seen right. it so many times in different variations, but yeah. apparently they did such a great job with this one. I don't know. Yeah. I've heard it's the best of all I of mean, them. Greta Gerwig's a great director. But I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think it might go to 1917. Dark Horse, I hope it goes to Joker, honestly. Really? For best picture? A, Just a comic book movie a comic winning best book picture? comic book movie wins it because they decided to go way yeah. against the grain on it. So there you go. That's the Oscar nominations and a few snubs. Uh, we'll be interested to see what happens next month yeah, when that thing rolls around. All right. Our thanks again to the Utah Film Studios, uh, Matt Crandall and Marshall Moore. Thanks to Christian and Christy from SLC Culture. Enjoy Sundance. We'll be back next week. Uh, Adrian, good job. Good job to you. Always I, happy to do this show with you. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I do thank appreciate you for it, taking so. some of my time. Thank you for taking some of my time <laughs> as well. For Adrian, I'm Austin. We'll see you next week on the Movie Zone.